For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? All you powerful parents out there, hope you're having a great week. We got some good pod for you today. Sponsored by Covenant Eyes at CovenantEyes.com. Get rid of the porn, help protect your family. CovenantEyes.com, code word REBEL. For your first month free. We've got Mike McDonald from The Bible Project on the podcast today. TheBibleProject.com is their website. My goodness, there are so many videos there. Watch them with your kids. Watch them with your spouse. Put it on for your kids. I mean, it's so informative. It breaks it down. You are really going to love The Bible Project at TheBibleProject.com. Let's dive into it. Here is Mike McDonald on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Good to see you. We are here with Mike McDonald, and you're with The Bible Project. We've been talking for so long now. Yeah. Like, we should have recorded <laughs> all of that. The last 30 minutes. I of... know, we've been talking about therapy and all kinds of stuff. And then we've got something in common. You used to be at Imago Day in yeah. Portland and ran a refugee program that super impacted Laura and I when we were there. Mm. Man, that is amazing. How did you get... Let's just do a little bit of history, yeah. you know, from Imago Day all the way into the Bible Project. Sure, yeah, gosh. Um, probably context for all of that. I, I actually didn't grow up in a Christian home, grew mm. up actually as a Baha'i up oh, in really? Canada. Yeah, okay. wow. so my context of growing up was surrounded by uh, Persian refugees that had come over from Iran oh, right. in this little community in like a small little town in Canada. And so there's a Baha'i church right off of the five freeway right down by trestles. Mm-hmm. I used to surf at a place like 50 yards from a Baha'i church. I would drive past yeah. it every single yeah. day going yeah. through. So, uh, it was probably beautiful. They do really great oh, yeah. design yeah. and all definitely, that kind of stuff. Definitely. Yeah. So my first, I mean, to go into a mog, I mean, first was, yeah, just this context of just very other community. It was again, mm-hmm. lots of Persian refugees that had come into Canada that had escaped persecution from Iran because of right. their faith. And then my mom, who wasn't super healthy, super well, but sent myself and my younger brother to China when I was 14. He was 12 on our own. What? For almost two months, like month and a half, to go to a women's conference to understand quality issues around the world. And so Baha'is are huge on quality. And so she's like, I'm going to be a good Baha'i mom. I'm going to send my two kids off to China. And they're gonna go. So you were learn. How old? I was fourteen. Fourteen my with was a twelve-year-old. Yeah. At the time, when you're fourteen, you think you can do anything. Yes. Oh, when yeah. you're older, you look at fourteen-year-olds and you're like, they're a child. I can't believe that. Wow. Right, right. A month and a half. A month and a half. Did, now, did someone meet you at the airport? No, 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 and... We didn't know anybody. We knew nobody. <laughs> we had no contact. No. There was no cell phones. We didn't talk to anybody. Our, anybody. Yeah. Our parents for a month and a half. I mean, there's no calling home. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. So I mean, and there anything were, there could have happened other, and they wouldn't have known. And, and I lost my brother day one. I mean, we were getting onto a bus <laughs> and he didn't follow me on because there were so many, so people, many people cramming on. <gasps> 
and the bus took off and no. he was there. I mean, so I thought, I'm like, that's it. I can never go home. I've just yeah. lost my brother. Just lost um, but the point of that is, is that created also an atmosphere of understanding justice and inequality mm-hmm. issues around the world. Because we were hearing, it was like 40,000 people. We were hearing from folks from Afghanistan and Iraq and the middle, you know, all over the place wow. that were sharing about what would happen, you know, to them oh, as sure. women in, yeah. their, in sure, their context. Sure, sure. And so... Between that and growing up in kind of that multicultural context created a bit of a platform to really, you know, have an understanding for refugees, have an understanding for all the things that it takes to, you know, make the move into a place like America or Canada or anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, where did you find the Lord in all of this? I was tra- so I did like a find myself trip to Turkey when I was nineteen and did like a three month trip in Turkey and I met a missionary from Australia. You decided to go to Turkey. Turkey. Well. There's a weird history there, but uh, yes, Turkey was okay. kind of like the family, like a bunch of the family decided to go. I quit my job, needed to kind of figure out. I didn't, I, my dad left when I was three, so I didn't mm. have a father kind of figure in my life. Gnarly abusive stepdad. And then just no direction around like, what do I do for school? What do I right. do for life? Right. What do right. I do for right. dating? I mean, any of that yeah. stuff. Just had no context. So That's interesting because at Imago also, they were also doing classes on essentially life skills for people that didn't have that in their life. Yeah. They yeah. were finding so many churchgoers didn't know how to get a loan, what a percentage, what an interest rate was. Yep. A, a bank, not just for like a home, but a car loan or getting a deal on mm. how to fill out a checkbook. How to have those conversations. Right. How to even, yeah. Yep. 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 Man, that's yeah. so fascinating. And mm. that's, it really is meeting people exactly where they're at, right? It's right. exactly yeah. where they're at. It's yep. like, I'm bouncing checks and I've got bad credit. I can't figure out what did I do wrong? It's yeah. like, well, we're going to sit down. We're going to show you exactly all these things, these like life skills classes. Yeah. So you go to Turkey. I go to Turkey um, on this like figure out who in the world I am, what I'm going to do. <laughs> Meet a missionary guy from Australia in Cappadocia, which is just kind of south of uh, Istanbul. And it's where all the Christians would hide from the Turks when they came in and actually took over the area. And they'd built oh. these like homes in this mountainside and so i was just like indiana jones in it you know like nobody's around there's like it's not like there's a ton of tourists in turkey in the 90s you know yeah Yeah. and met this guy that was kind of doing the same thing i guess he'd been in turkey for six months he went to go and reach people for jesus primarily muslims and he got some canadian baha'i kid instead in this like (laughs) you know mountain range but, you know, we started talking about our lives and I told him about, you know, my story and why I was there. And he had had a similar thing with his dad. And he started talking about this eternal father. And I was like, I know all about God. I'm a Baha'i. I, I, you know, I'm a few steps ahead of you in that, yeah. in that realm. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, have you ever read one of the Gospels? And I'm like, well, I've read a bunch of the Bible because Baha'is read the Bible, too. Like it's part of the scripture stuff and um he's like why don't you read through one of the gospels and let's just talk tomorrow like read through the whole thing like read it like awesome. front to back so yeah. i just grabbed it i didn't i didn't no one told me to start in john i just opened up to matthew you know and yeah. i just read through the gospel of matthew but what i found in there that was so different to my kind of faith with um the baha'i faith was this idea that jesus was lord mm. that was wild to me mm. you know the fact that he allowed people to engage him as other than just a teacher i mean baha'u'llah was very much just a teacher that's the baha'i you know person um jesus was doing so much more than just a teacher Mm. and i think i had always just seen him as a prophet that god had sent down because that's the way the baha'is believe but to actually see the authority that he carried in the entire 
plant, like the whole yeah. earth. And they just became very real in that sitting, mm. you know, when mm. I was sitting here in, in Turkey. So in my own language, I didn't have the language for it then, but definitely right. in my own language at that point, it was like, oh, this is the dude that I'm going to follow. Like yeah. this guy, like if yeah. I'm going to follow somebody, this, this is the guy that I got to follow. So mm. I hadn't denounced anything to do with Baha'u. I didn't yeah. know any that like, I was just like, I'm just, Jesus is now my teacher and I'm going to start learning everything I can from Jesus. And so mm. thus began kind of yeah. the, the long journey and adventure of, of how'd your family that. take it? Interesting. I mean, Baha'is are interesting where it wasn't a like, well, you can't do that. Like that would be stupid, but it was more of a, just like, well, why would you like, yeah, Jesus is awesome. You can totally be a Baha'i and study the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very layperson take on it would be like Jesus would be like fourth grade, Muhammad would be like fifth grade, mm. and then they like and not that you can't go to sixth grade without knowing. So like they would be like, no, Jesus, he taught love, he taught, yeah. you know, but also know the teachings of Muhammad. He taught obedience. He taught like there's some really important things Works, that God yeah. was trying to teach through these mm-hmm. prophets. prophets. So why would you, if you now know the teachings of Baha'u'llah, who's teaching equality between men and women, equality between races, equality between religions, why would you take a step back and go back to third? That was my mom's, you know, kind of thinking of it. And so there was no like pushback. Right. It was more just like, all right, well, go do that for a while. But I bet you you'll like, you'll come back to your senses. Sure. You know, sure. So, so where'd you go from there? So that, yeah, then I, uh, how long were you in Turkey? Turkey for three months. And then came back to uh, Canada, got a job at a restaurant, moved my way up through management there, met a, an incredible mentor, this guy Lane, who just kind of took me under his wing. It was the first thing I prayed for was just like, give me some sort of like older brother, father figure yeah. that can like yeah. pour yeah. into me. Like that was, I needed that. It's such a wise thing. That's an interesting one. I talked, I speak at a camp all summer long. I'll be there in two weeks from now. And I tell kids, if you're going through a hard time, don't ask your friends for advice. They don't know any more than you do. Right. <laughs> find an older person. Find someone that's been around the block a few times. Find yeah. some of those scars and calluses yes. and and bruises from that road. Yep. <clears throat> Get advice from an older person. Because we all go, well, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? To the yep. people right along our side. They and know the, more than we do. The fact that you're asking those questions probably mean you know a little bit more than yes. they do. Yes. So the yes. fact that you're yes. even there. Yes, that's exactly so, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very The fact true. that you're asking at all <laughs> is like, Good, good yeah. deal. Good yeah. Let's go up a few levels. Let's get someone, let's get a teacher. Yeah. That's a nursing one too, especially today because we've kind of equated everyone. Everyone's got an opinion and they're all valid. And it's like, I don't think so. No, like I, I can't go to my cardiologist and he goes, well, your ventricles being blocked by. But what do you think? Things. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. I disagree. I think, you know, yeah. and he's like, you don't get to disagree. Yeah. You didn't go to med school. You don't know what the heart. You know, but I works. looked up on WebMD. Web, yeah. So yeah. I know a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That well, gets and that's, people in trouble. Honestly. And that's a big one for parents. It's really hard because there is so much that a kid can look up online and be like, well, but what about this? And what about. Sure. Th-? I remember looking up. I was trying to help a couple who have elderly parents and I was looking up how to watch your parents pass mm. and I typed in how to watch your parents and then Google filled in how to watch Game of Thrones without your parents knowing, how to smoke without your parents knowing, <laughs> how to have a it's relationship without your parents list. knowing. It was like 23 wow. things of how to thwart your parents' authority over you and I was like, oh no, like my parents yeah. thought they had it bad with me. Like, 
the Paris today, just, it's rough. Yeah. Whole nother level. Yeah, it's so true. You know, how to get beyond the filtering that my parents put on the computer. You're like, all those things you can just Google. Yeah. And Google will help you with it. Yeah. The That's access a tough is one. all yeah. at yeah. the fingertips. So you have Lane in your life who's. You got Lane who becomes this just incredible guiding mentor still to this day, which is wonderful. I got involved with the church there. I was in a band. So. I tried to go to some churches and I just felt like all the things that I thought that church was, it turned out to be true around super clicky, super judgmental. I mean, all those thoughts. And the reality is now I'm mature enough to go, well, if you're looking for that, you're going to find that anywhere. It doesn't matter where you're at. You can be at a workplace. You could be at a school. School, You could be at a church. If you're looking for those things, they're there. That's just humanity. Yep. Uh, if you're looking for flaws, you can find them. You can yeah. find them. You can yeah, find them anywhere. Sure. But I was looking for them. And so I would walk into churches and just be like, nope, not for me. Nope, not for me. They're not teaching the things that I'm reading about Jesus. Like it felt yeah. like very, mm. but it, again, in some of my immaturity, I was in a band. I opened up for some band called Drench that uh, were these young guys, but they were incredible. And they were so good in front of people. Mm. Like they were just like, they were like, they were you too. Like they were playing these massive <laughs> cons. I'm just like, how are you so good for being so young and but so comfortable in front of all these people? And they said, well, we play in front of thousands of people every weekend. And I'm like, how are you getting these yeah. gigs? Like, what's that look like? And yeah. they're like, well, we play in a church band and there's this church that, you know, we play in front of every single weekend. Yep, and I'm yep, like, yep, you yep. guys go to church. You guys yeah. seem normal. Like, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So I ended up going to that <clears throat> church. It's where I first got kind of, in a community group and really kind of felt that community and all that kind of stuff. I was part of bringing a restaurant chain down to the States called Joey's uh, that was in Seattle and Portland. And so that brought me down to Portland and week one, I just felt like I needed, I'd been so involved in a community up in, in Edmonton that I wanted to be a part of a community in Portland. And so an Imago day was, you know, it just kind of started up. Oh wow! And uh, so I jumped in to not knowing, I mean, this was, Pre blue, like I mean, this was like pre sure, sure. every explosion pre around, but still, it would be a much easier fit for you than lots of traditional churches. For me, in a way. it was. It just felt <clears throat> yeah. like Rick had this rawness to his teaching. I had met some of those, yeah. you know, people right off the bat where it just felt very. Um, I mean, it was it was definitely growing, and it was in that kind of boom for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but a couple just great people that kind of wrapped around me. I joined a community group and um, started engaging in the ways that I could. Business was my background, but I wanted to be a part of helping out with refugees. I wanted to be mm. a part. So there was like the church ended up being the vehicle to kind of yeah. get to operate in some And justice. you had a lot of experience already. Right. You yeah. had a background in, you mean, you'd been to China, you had been to Turkey, you've been to right. other places and your church growing up had a lot of refugees coming in that had been persecuted. So yeah. you understood that naturally. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that just kind of. I went from Imago, I ended up then uh, getting a job um, at another church in town to oversee their justice ministry. So something called Hear the Cry that was all their compassion, you know, justice type work. Sure. And out of that church, we had planted a number of churches in the town. And I kind of did that for the next 10 years where just building out this justice and compassion Mm. ministry, which traveled me out kind of like 15 different countries, bringing thousands of folks around to all those different places. Wow. Which is where then led me to the Bible Project. John Collins uh, was a friend from Imago from the early days, because that's actually where he went to church, was Imago Day. And then Tim was this incredible Bible teacher that um, the church was a part of, actually was looking at hiring him before he had moved back to Portland, before the Bible Project started. And so I'd met both of them in different contexts, loved them both. um, And the Bible Project was at a stage where 
they were going into these other contexts, these other languages, these other countries, and really needed somebody to be a part of actually helping do that. And so I kind of said, I'd love to do wow. that. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Bible Project, like what it is? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the simplistic answer is we're... Uh, I tell people we make like cartoons about Jesus for the internet, but uh, <laughs> really what we do is uh, we make explainer videos yeah. that are about the Bible. And that comes from the two kind of main, the founders, you know, Tim Mackey is this just prolific Bible teacher. Mm. John and Tim met at Bible college uh, in Portland at Multnomah. So they both went to Bible college together. That's great. Tim went though, like kept going the Bible nerd route affectionately, you know, like God is masters, got his doctorate, moved to Israel, lived in Israel, uh, learned Hebrew. That's like the Bible he reads when I walk in on him. He's like reading a Hebrew Hebrew. Bible. Like he's just full. That's the way that he thinks. Yeah. The narrative theology. But that's what you want too, right? Like if you're doing explainer videos on the Bible, what you want is someone that's just drilled as deep down into the world as possible that reads Hebrew. Yeah. You want want that yeah you don't want someone's like you know what i can make good videos let's do this totally. you know what i mean well and that's i mean if you asked him like if you ask me mike what's your perfect day i'd be like you know it's probably going for a hike with my wife at the coast and it's this and that you ask tim what his perfect days he's like oh if i have like five hours that i can just sit and read isaiah i am so stuck i mean that's just like that is his, his language yeah. you know oh, so fantastic. he loves it he's giddy about it it's all he wants to do so mm. You've got this incredible, and he's, I grew up as a skater kid in Portland, Oregon. So he's not like your typical, wow. you know, uh, Bible theologian. Bible theologian. Dude. He, right, came, right. he came to faith through a skate ministry oh, uh, in Portland. Great. And Which so, one? Do you know? Uh, by skate Church. Yeah. Paul. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're big with Skate Church. Yeah. 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 So I was Paul, a skater growing up, like from literally way back in the day. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I've that's, skated Burnside in Portland. Hey, there we go. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. That's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. So Tim goes that route, gets his mat, then he starts teaching. And John, on the other hand, went kind of business route. So he ended mm. up leaving Multnomah, really creative. Where John's incredible gifting is, is um, taking really complex ideas, asking really good questions, and then boiling it down into like a simplistic statement. So mm. he started a few mm. different agencies that actually make what we now call explainer videos. So he kind of, I say he kind of invented, I'd never seen explainer videos really done before I saw John stuff. And so John was doing it for tech companies like Google and Facebook and Apple oh. and all the big ones when cloud computing was starting to come out. Yep. Yep. No one knew what that, I mean, you, the right. first time you heard about cloud computing, was it a little bit like, yeah, yeah mm. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, John would go in and meet with Apple or Google or whoever and go, all right, talk me through it, explain, like, and they'd sit for like all day just hearing a pepper with questions mm. and then could come up with this like 30 second and 60 second sound bite that mm-hmm. told the world what, what it was. What it was. Wow. You take those two people together. Yeah. And that's the Bible project. They were it's friends. It uh, really is. They came together at a barbecue. They were you know, Tim was just starting to do these Bible in fives where he was trying to do like a book of the Bible in five minutes and a whiteboard, but he's not an artist, but he kind of maps it out like art in his brain. So you get these like stick figures and it's beautiful in the sense that it's organized really well. Yes. But John's like, this is kind of what I do. I do animation videos Mm -hmm. to explain really Mm -hmm. complex things. Right. Let's do this together. And yeah. so they, as friends, just kind of both doing their own things. Tim had just moved back to Portland to be a pastor at a church. John had his uh, studio that he was running. But on the side, 
and in kind of in the basement, right. they would yeah. start making these videos. Mm. Well, the crowd, I mean, they would get them crowdfunded because they would just kind of put them up and go, hey, if you want more of these, you know, yeah. give us 10 bucks. And when yeah. we have we'll enough money it. to make another one, we'll make another one. And, and they're the, really compelling. That's why it worked. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? You ever watch a commercial and you think to yourself, what? It can't be that easy. I am so skeptical by nature. I got to tell you, our new sponsor, Policy Genius, is as easy as they say it is. PolicyGenius.com is their website. September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. Most people aren't aware of that. I wasn't aware of it until I read it. And that's why over 40% of Americans don't have life insurance. Right now, prices are the lowest they've been in 20 years, and Policy Genius has made it easier than ever to get covered. Once you apply, Policy Genius actually handles all the paperwork and the red tape. I've been through the process. It was super, super easy. My goodness, I wish I had PolicyGenius.com when I quit my last job and was looking for insurance. It is so much easier now. And they don't just make life insurance easy. They can also help you with home home insurance, auto insurance, disability insurance. So if you need insurance but you haven't gotten around to it, National Life Insurance Awareness Month is as good a time as any. And go to policygenius.com, get quotes, apply in minutes. You can do all of it on your phone. And you're on your phone right now, right? Listen to the podcast. You're hearing this. Stop it for a second. Go to policygenius.com. Click on that link get your insurance. All right? God bless. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Sometimes we get subpar work in the Christian world. And Sometimes is very kind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying and to I, be nice. No, you. that's okay. And I, I mean, I'm, that's the world I live in. So I get yeah. that. I'm totally with of you. Of course. You know, it's hard to say. I wish there was a lot higher quality work coming out. I think that's happening more and more today. Yeah. But in the past, for some reason, you get a creative person and they get this huge project funded and it comes out and you're like, Ugh. you really tried. Yeah. It just didn't hit the mark. Yeah. And mm. with the crowdfunding, it doesn't work if it doesn't work. Right. That's the, it's the best affirmation or non I mean, that's exactly right. Like we know, and we're really okay if like people stop watching them, then we'll just stop making them. That's an yeah. easy like right. sign that we're not actually. But you how know, many videos do you have need. now? God, like, I have like 150. Yeah, yeah, videos. Doing pretty well. Yeah, they're they're doing getting all. 150 videos funded is a that's a testament to how good they really are. Mm. You know, because you can go through the different themes and there's different sections that you can go through. I was going through again today looking at it and it was like, even the explainer video on what the Bible project is really good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if we did a horrible job with our own explainer right. video? Yeah. But it's true. But That's, you watch yeah. that and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else can I watch? No, it's very true. Show me more. You know, we have an incredible crowd. I mean, I, I there's no way we could do this without the generosity of, of so many people that have believed in us. Some people since the very beginning. I yeah. mean, it's been, you I'll know. tell you what I'm really it's such a different thing to have the videos appeal to a wide variety of ages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got 13 year olds that are really into it. Yeah. And 55 year olds that are really into the same yeah. video. That's a big deal. Yeah. Because it's not dumbed down. Yep. It's still a really deep. And that 13 year old 
can watch it again at 23 and 33 and 43 and get more knowledge and more insight and more understanding from it because it is such a deep topic. Yeah, Mm. it's true. I mean, one of the reasons we did animation was for that because you can hit, I mean, if you can learn anything from Pixar, there's just as many adults (laughs) going to watch Toy Story as there are kids. Kids aren't getting all the jokes, but they're getting some of them. And as they get older, they get more. And, you know, like they've got something for all of that. And I, I think that our videos are done in, in a very similar way to we're going to speak to the adult. At the end of the day, the Bible is an adult book. Right. I mean, I, I, I try to tell people all the time, like, it's just not a kid's book. Yeah. Unless you're willing to, like, skip over stuff. But one of the things for us is, is that we don't want to skip over stuff. We actually believe that the Bible is a unified story that leads sure. to Jesus and mm-hmm. that you need to hit all those parts. But kids might get 50% of it right now and they might get yep. 80% in a few more years. Yeah. But they're consuming this stuff already anyway. Mm-hmm. So, Are you seeing a huge uh, group of people around the world watching these two? Yeah. I mean, we might have 240,000 views a day okay. of our videos. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, and about 60% of that is in the U.S., but about 40% is outside the U.S. So there definitely is a large group outside. Yeah. Really, that is the advent of the internet. It's so, so, like we go to our statistics or analytics. Yeah. And yes, the mass majority of listeners are in the United States. And then we see them all over the world. In these world. wacky places where you're like, yes, where is that coming what? from? Who's, there? Who's listening there? Yeah. Like, it's such a surprise, but that's the internet. It is. And the it's a bit says, YouTube. I mean, the scary mm-hmm. thing with you, I mean, I know what you're eating for breakfast. I yep. mean, YouTube tells me everything, oh, yeah. right? So yes. it is pretty wild that in real time we can go like, there is somebody watching this in like a village in Kenya mm-hmm. in some like, it's just crazy how that works but and with um, satellite and smartphones it's getting wider and wider and wider, wider. And bigger. it's funny you say that about youtube we had a really a youtube guru he's responsible for over 32 billion views on youtube i won't say who it is but there's a bunch of channels that i started watching then yeah. all of a sudden i find out oh you're behind that and he came in here and he's like who do you think your audience is and i told him he's like okay it's not do you want to know who your audience is? And I'm like, okay. And he just went point by point down. Like, this is who's listening. This is how you reach them. If you want to reach this spouse, you're going to reach it through this person. And this is how it's going to go. And it really helped us focus in. And you can see an uptick in views and listens. When you actually start focusing on, yeah, yeah, it's true. The one unique thing that I've seen with, uh, whenever I ask any sort of ministry, like I'm here to meet with compassion. And so yeah. when I ask them like, okay, who could you reach if you wanted to reach from a discipleship level? And they're like, well, the ones we're losing are the 18 to 35 year old males in the church type deal. Like that's always the kind of major answer. Yep. What's wild with YouTube is that YouTube skews 35, 18 to 35 year old male. And yeah. so mm. the people that we're reaching heavily are skews. heavily 18 to 35 yep. year old male. Yep. So where we're not reaching is in the Bible Belt yep. and in right. other places where people aren't going to YouTube for their theology, right. especially coming from Portland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. just not yeah. the... Yeah. And so um, it is, it's exciting on the Bible Project stuff for me to go, wow, that's actually a demographic that organic we ended up reaching just because yeah. of the platform we right. chose that to, use. to right. use. That's fantastic. It's like writing a book. Most readers are women. Yes. And you get the outliers like Jordan Peterson or Tim Ferriss or Seth Godin. Right. Where they're the very few, it's the minority that are reaching more men than women in their right. books. Right. You know? Yep. It's very true. And when you're on YouTube, it skews male. It, it heavily skews male. Yep. 
And it's the 18 to 35. It's that sweet spot of, and you've got all the angst and all the other things going mm. on. And so it's yeah. really neat to have that. Wow. It's interesting to not have to have, a, I'm, I don't have a strategy to reach 18 to 35 year old males. Right. I do have a strategy to reach moms. Because mm. I need one. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get those on YouTube. Right. So yep. I've got to go to MomCon and I've got to build devotionals for moms and I've got to yep. do, if I want to actually, hit you know, moms. hit them in the sense that I just feel like we've got something that could hopefully benefit and bless their life, right. then I've got to get into those places. And come to Rebel Parenting. And come sure. to Rebel Parenting. There you go. <laughs> we got the lots moms. of moms listening. Come that's on. Right. <laughs> so that's perfect segue. If Do you have any suggestions, if there's some moms listening or dads listening, of how they could get started as a family for a Bible project? Mm. Yeah, there's a couple different ways to take a series is probably the easiest way. Like okay. it can be overwhelming when you go onto the site. You yeah. got 150 videos <laughs> and you're like, where do I even do begin I to start? And right. you know, most families aren't just going to read Genesis through Revelation over the course yeah, of a yeah, year, yeah. you know. But what I have found families do is take something like the How to Read the Bible series. Mm. That's like 15 videos yep. and just the do... The first thing I did was hit the series and then I'd be like, ooh, which series? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't want to just do, I like one-offs. I'd rather get involved in something. Yeah. Right. If I'm going to spend the time, totally. Come on, let's yeah. do yeah, something. Let's, let's you've got the these meat. good series. They're like, oh, you know, you're going to go from point A to point B. You're yes. going to yes. learn something over an arc. Yeah, yeah, the spiritual being series, the Luke Acts mini series. We have like a church mm-hmm. gospel series. The wisdom series, probably our most watched ones. You know, the Job. Um, Ecclesiastes, Proverbs one. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that? I'm, li- that I'm glad you've got a ton of Old Testament stuff in there. I was listening to a pastor the other day, and of course this is true, and had you asked me, I would have known it to be true, and yet it was like, oh, Jesus only had the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's what he would read and quote yes. and talk about <laughs> oh, and teach and, from. And, and, listen, and, and the early Christians of that era and the Jews of that era only had the Old Testament. Oh, you know who told me? It was Dennis Prager. Yeah, there yeah. you Dennis go. Prager. <laughs> he sent me, um, he's got a series called The Rational Bible and it's on the Torah. Yeah. Because he is a Bible scholar. Yeah. He's a Jewish Bible scholar. And he was like, Jesus only had the Old Testament. And in my mind, I just went, what? <laughs> I've not been paid enough attention to the Old Testament. Yeah. It had this whole new like, oh no. Yeah. I'm sure I'm missing out. Yeah. I'm not paying enough attention to the Old Testament. It's, and but the, the hard thing is, is that maybe I'll speak for myself. I've tried to go in and and approach it. And even as a pastor going, I'm just got to go read the whole thing. I got to read the Old Testament. And because I don't know how to read it Mm -hmm. in the context of understanding the overarching narrative and meta narrative and the way that the, what the authors were actually trying to talk about, I leave with more questions than answers, more Mm. frustrations than hopes, more, I mean, for me, this is just Mike speaking. And so the, the Bible Project videos for me, I mean, I feel like they're making the videos for me. I feel totally, like John and Tim too. are making right. them for me. me so that I now, when I look, you know, and I watch a video on numbers and yep. I go, yes. that's what oh, numbers that's is about? about? Yeah. Man, I was bored <laughs> I by was birth, you know, I was frustrated and bored. Now yeah. I want to go back and, and read, read numbers. Yep. And the thing with our videos that I appreciate with that is that they don't substitute the Bible. Right. They actually really kind of make you want to dive in and go, yep. If that's what it's about, I want to go watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, read yep. this. You know, yep. that's interesting. It, it to makes me. sense. Yeah, especially yeah. just for someone who's not trained, doesn't have a Bible degree, just reading the Bible daily. I yeah. mean, it brings it alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it Leviticus where they're going over how to build the temple? Oh, the video. Yeah. No, no, no. Just oh, the, the book. actual book. Yes. 
I remember going through Leviticus and just being like, oh my goodness, if I have to hear about a hammered plate of silver right. or the thread or the linen right. one more time. I'm, and I went Between to my pastor. Between Leviticus and, and Numbers, yep. you just go, man. I went to my pastor, Glenn. I was like, seriously, I am so over linen and robes. And he's like, I know, bro. I know. Just keep powering through. Yep. Keep powering through. Yep. So now I want to watch the series on how to read the Bible on those sections because it will give me more... Co- I know I'm missing something, yeah. right? I know there's this thing that if I figured, found it out, oh. The thread that ties it all together. Yeah. It's you know kind of I mean? like, I mean, you can watch the Star Wars movies and not watch the first ones if you want to, and they're entertaining and there's some good stuff in there. But man, when you go back and watch mm-hmm. from the very beginning and you get the whole story, yep. everything makes sense. Like this, yeah. you know, deal with Luke and the deal. I mean, everything makes yeah. way more sense. So. Yeah. I do think, not to oversimplify it, but I do think like there's stuff that I'm missing when I just read Paul that I don't understand why he's talking the way that he is. And knowing that he read and studied and knew the old, like that's what he's teaching from. That's the thing too. All those authors only were reading the Old Testament. Yeah. All the New Testament authors, their primary source was- Tim would be kissing you right now. He'd be so happy because he is big time on that whole, you know. It's, I think it's, and I do think for a while we've missed that. Yeah. We've been, and I'm not, of course, I believe in the New Testament. Of course, I think it's important. Absolutely. Of course. And- I think modern Christianity has overemphasized New Testament over Old Testament. Yeah. And I think there was a lot to learn. In fact, I just got, you can see it. See that giant black box up there? Yes. That's every book of the Old Testament. Crossway sent that to me. Oh, wow. It's the Old Testament journal. Yeah. And on the left side is scripture and the right side is line paper. And you just get to... Every page. And so it'll be exciting to go through and watch the videos and then have my own thing and be like... Yeah, there's yeah. definitely the How to Read series would mm-hmm. be great. Some of the overview, there's a Torah series that's yeah. really, really good. I mean, for Tim and for us, I mean, he just, starting at, you'll notice almost all our videos start in the garden yep. before they get to wherever they're at. And it's right. just the foundation mm-hmm. of, under. if we don't understand the Torah, it's impossible for us to understand the entire narrative that right. God's trying to, you know, to tell us. To tell yeah. us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's huge. Man, that's fantastic. Yeah. What's your hope for the future of the Bible Project. Mm-hmm. Man, I just have a huge, I, I hope just to continue to get to be extremely generous as we've been so generously given to that we can just keep giving these videos away for free mm-hmm. and that we can equip people to experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. I mean, that's the like heart is that yeah. we want people to engage in the scriptures and understand that it's a unified story and that Jesus is at the center. And if we can help nonprofits and organizations and churches and individuals and families and moms and dads right. do that, then that's our win. I mean, that's yeah. the, because we're funded, it's like we're a unique nonprofit where we don't really need to raise money. We're not asking for, you know, like if you believe in it, then great. But really we just want to produce amazing quality content that's going to help you, your family, your church, your community engage the scripture. So that's that'd awesome. be the win. Awesome. That's yeah. great. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, we thanks so much for having me. This is fun. great. You guys are great. Oh, mm. I appreciate it. Thank you. We love doing it. It's been a little crazy. It's been a crazy three years, but we are really enjoying doing What's this. What's been the key learning for you over the last three years in doing this? <laughs> mm. uh, Laura started this and it still took me 
Oh, I want to say two years to get into it. When I said I was going to start a podcast again, because I've been podcasting for 15 years. I started yeah. podcasting before iTunes came out. Okay. My first podcast had to be on an RSS feed with a special app. On yeah, your yeah, yeah, sure. It was old school. I remember And nobody days. listened. Yep. You know, Alan Arnold was here recently. He launched over a thousand books. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about, I was like, so if someone wants to write a book, what's the first thing you tell him? He's like, find your voice. Yeah. And when I told Laura I want to start a podcast, she said, are you going to use your voice? Or, and here's the truth, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, I really don't. But she said, or are you going to use the family talk voice? Because I used to be a co-host with my dad on right. family talk. Right. And I was like, what? And she's like, because you, if you're not going to use your voice, I don't think you should do it. Mm. And I didn't realize how much I had changed, but you really do. Um, you're not allowed to talk about a lot of things on Christian radio. Sure. Yeah, and you're not, censored. To, you're not allowed to talk the way you want to talk about a lot of things on Christian radio. In a yeah. very traditional Christian ministry, there's a specific way you, you're supposed to talk. Sure. And I don't, well, I did it well, I guess, for seven okay. years. Yeah. yeah. But it's not my heart. Yeah. And it took a long time to get out of that voice. I think if you listen to our first year or so of podcasts, it's me trying to figure out how to, you know, like I don't swear on the air and, and you know, anything like that, but just to be honest and to be vulnerable. Yeah. I think in the last year we've really taken leaps and bounds. And I mean, the numbers show it. We're like, you know, we're almost 30,000 a month now because of the honesty, because of the vulnerability, because you know, saying, hey, we mess up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, taking that leap and then not being shot down for it is a mm. huge surprise. Mm. Huge surprise. Well, uh, I think for me, the biggest thing I've learned is just staying committed to our vision and to our cause of being like, we just want to help parents and families yeah. out there. Yeah. yeah. We are rebel parenting and we believe in the Bible. We believe in Jesus and, yep. and that is yeah. being rebellious today. Yeah. People are like, you guys are rebels. Well yeah, because we love Jesus. Yeah. You know, and More so, so I think now than ever before. Yeah, yeah, just staying committed to the vision of like we hit both Ryan and I are evangelists. We love the Lord. We want to share that vision. And so I think just staying true to what we started, I yeah. think has helped. That's what I've learned the most. Yeah. Like we don't veer from it. We don't go off. Like the reason we're doing this show is because we know it's going to help families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more people get into the word or understand the word, the better they become. The more yeah. excited they are to be a part of their family. The more yeah. committed they are in community. Yeah. So it's yeah. She's right, and Laura can tell you, my dream was to do more of a Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla style podcast, kind of a general interest, interesting people, right? that kind of a thing. And we decided to do Rebel Parenting and make it just marriage and parenting. That's all we talk about, yeah. marriage and parenting. And that really has made all the difference in the world. Yeah. Um, limiting yourself can be so freeing. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know that to be true, but it really does. You know, we did that exercise where you have essentially an avatar made. My friend Tobin came in for a half day and we have a couple that we designed that we're speaking to every time we do a show. Mm. And we know who they are and how old they are and how many kids they have and things they struggle with. And that's evolved over time a little bit. But every show we do, that's who we're talking to. And a lot of it, we're talking to us. 
Yeah. Like that's, if someone basically, that makes sense. yeah, we yeah. just you know have I mean? experts come I in and know. help coach us each week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, oh, thank you. I but tell that's people the most all the time. real vulnerable reality. I mean, that's that's what I say. The, the Bible Project videos are made for me. The yes. moment they stop yeah. getting made for me, then we probably should just stop making right. them in that sense. They're I made agree. for John. They're made, you know, same thing as parents. The moment yep. I stop becoming a learner, yes. then right. forget right. it, you yeah. know? Move and on. so I want to listen to people that are trying to learn and grow in that way. Definitely. And that's what I tell people when we put out letters and when we do our programs. We do four shows a week. That's a lot of shows. And we don't do shows because we have to do shows. We do shows because it impacted us. Right. Like for real. Like we had this guy, Dr. Dr. Wilgus. I forget, Dr. His, Wilgus. First, I forget his first name. He was on a couple weeks ago. And he talks about transitioning from children to adults. Mm. Like when your kids turn 13 in their brain, they're essentially adults. They're just really young adults. And they've got this need for autonomy. And how do you give them that over time? And instead of just follow rule, follow rule, follow rules, it's like, well, you're responsible for outcome. How you get to the outcome can be your choice if the outcome is still what we're asking for as a family. And how if you don't do that, and then likening back to my first time, I remember my first time in college, if you have your kids under your rules until the second they leave you, when they leave, and we get this all the time, right. my son went to college, and he played video games and ate pizza for, for three, three months, months, and then he failed out. Right. Yeah. Well, I can already tell you what kind of house you had when he was there, and it's it's well-intentioned. Bad parenting. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. you didn't no I get you didn't do anything wrong yeah you just didn't let go set You're him tra- up and let go right yeah. I mean that yeah. was yeah. we were at a conference this dear friend of mine this guy John Cotton Richmond he's father and I remember when his boy came up to him his boy was probably 12 or 13 at the time and his boy came up to him and was like hey dad uh, we've got a problem uh, this kid I just found can't find his mom we've been playing in the ball pen or whatever you know hanging out in this mm. area and uh, he doesn't know where his mom is and John, without missing a beat, and I just, I'll remember this forever, looks at me and goes, sounds like you have a problem. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm going to go help this kid find his mom. He's like, great. Awesome. How, what's that going to look like? He goes, well, I'll take off with him right now, but I'll check in with you in the next like five minutes to let you know whether or not we did it. And then I'll check back again, but we'll go find his mom together. Mm. And John's like, cool, sounds good, son. And then let him go. Yeah. And it was just this, I just remember seeing that going, dude, you are like, wax on wax off yep. here right yep. now totally. like because you think about that think about that it's hey it sounds like you've got a problem but what are you going to do what are you going to do says well i believe that you have the solution i totally. believe you're capable of finding the solution i believe you're capable of helping this child find his mom which is a huge deal totally huge deal I believe in you. Yep. I have faith in you. I trust you. And I'm here for you. And I'm, yep. and I'm here for you. What are you going to do? Yep. And then when it gets accomplished, it's so much different than, oh, okay, I'll take care of it. Right. Yeah. Because what I, I'll take care of it means is I don't think you can. Right. Right. Totally. That's a big deal. And then he gets to celebrate his son when he comes back. Goes, exactly. We found his mom. He's like, great job. Like, awesome that's job. That's so cool. Like, right. Way to do that. And it just empowers him. And I just know he's going to be fine for the rest of his life. Sure. Knowing yeah. that, yeah. that yeah. you know, John and Linda are parenting in that way mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. wow. You know. How yeah. awesome. So cool. Cool. Love it, guys. Well, Thanks thank for being you. on. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Thanks, Rebels. Appreciate you listening. Go check out The Bible Project at thebibleproject.com. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys.
Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks to Mike McDonald for being on the podcast today and for doing such an amazing job at The Bible Project, thebibleproject.com for all those amazing videos. Thank you to The Voice of the Martyrs at persecution.com, helping those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast, and thank you, listeners, for sharing this with your friends. We appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. God bless. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.